Episode 9 for January 2nd, 2016. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm Rhodes Fart. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, we're here in person for the first time recording together. The first yeah. podcast of the new year. The first podcast of the new year. Hey, um, what'd you guys do for New Year's? Um. Oh, I had a great time. I was... Did you stay up late? Yeah, I was totally debaucherous. I, I got, yeah. got real. Did you watch the ball drop? I watched all the balls drop. Oh. I watched... Uh, Pitbull's Revolution Party okay. thing. Uh, it's, it's great. So many celebrities. So How many, many dogs were there? Uh, j- just just one. Pitbull. Pitbull, the main dog. Yeah. You watch the dogs? Like, the best dogs. DMX watch dogs. was there just outside the fence like, put the dog in. Did you and watch him like him Brian said? I just yeah. saw his joke. I, I, yeah. Watch doggos. Watch dogs. Brian, how was your I New Year's Eve? the two dogs. Um, yeah. It was a New Year's. Okay. Rhodes, how was your New Year's? <laughs> it was great. I stayed up till midnight. I had a New Year's kiss with my cat Ooh. and uh, Lady Kendrick. Yep, guys, we don't know what we're doing for New Year's. It's not even it's not even December thirtieth yet. It's no, the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. He goofed us. I goofed. We're recording this in advance. Good. Yeah, because um, this is one day we could all get here together in person. Yep. The reason it sounds so good right now is because we're all using the same equipment. Oh yeah, and we're here. It's good. Yeah, and you guys be, look weird. Yeah, no, Me too. and. If we're going to be totally honest, the reason why we don't do this more is because of Brian. Yes. Yeah. It's Brian Brian's is so fault. far away. Yeah. I also realized I'm the shortest. Yep. Did yeah. you? I realized when I when I let Mikey in that he's very tall. Yeah. Taller than I am, and I'm a yep. pretty tall guy. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We did it. <laughs> Good job. 2017. This is, a, this is a video game podcast called Fans of the Genre. We get together every week to... What do we do? Uh, talk about we talk games. about art, uh, horticulture. Horticulture. What's your favorite flower? The blue one. I think I talk. I talk and think a lot about vor. Vor. <laughs> Brian just like swallowed the mic. Almost. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I don't have a topic this week, but Mikey, you do. I do. Um, real quick, can we make uh, "Should Have Left You" our theme song for this episode? Just a just a good old like middle finger to 2016, which I yeah. think that song is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I almost listened to, uh, I'm referencing uh, Chance the Rapper's Chris, Christmas mixtape. Yeah, very good. I almost listened to it today, but it's, it's not Christmas anymore. No, I can't do it until no, next that, year. That, that was two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Dodge um, that bullet. Yeah, no, that, it's it's very good. And there's a really good song in there. It's kind of like a big old middle finger to 2016. Yeah. That'd be really cool. But actually, we should address that uh, we're going to have new art and yeah. a new theme song, which should be our permanent theme song and yeah. art for the foreseeable future on this episode. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't decided on the art yet, but it's happening. And we're also going to launch a Facebook page. Yeah. So if you're listening to this. Because the the really complicated process of making a Facebook page. (laughs) Something that my 13-year-old brother figured out how to do. Well, I do Facebook for my work. Yeah. And I don't like having multiple pages. Which is totally fair. Yeah, I have like right. four already. Like and, I yeah. yeah, I still get Facebook notifications from my like high school band. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm done. And it's like, oh, you got a new view on on your uh, old band page, and I'm Who like, viewed it. Like, why? What's the name like, of the band? It was Tire Fort. Tire Fort. Tire Fort. Ryan, were you ever in a band? No. Do you play music? No. Oh, I was in a band. Yeah, I have a guitar. It's called Nautilus. It. Nice. It was a good band. Um, we won our talent show. Ooh, High school talent show. I think I saw a picture so of a Facebook video or something. Yeah. Before that, we were called Club Lagoon after the shitty club in Capitol Hill. It had a car oh, on top yeah. of the roof. And then before that, we were slave to the sushi bar. Ooh. And, edgy. Uh, yeah, yeah, very edgy. Very topical. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about video games. Well, let's talk about video games. So it's the time of the year where everybody is talking about their favorite games that they played this year. And uh, it there's usually a lot of overlap and you hear the same games like this year it's gonna be a lot of overwatch a lot of people are talking about doom um oh yeah doom's coming up everywhere people are obsessed yeah. with doom yeah which like that came out early so i i think everyone kind of like not necessarily forgot about it but it just like left the conversation and now that everyone's like looking yeah. back like everyone's like fuck doom was really good mm-hmm. the um, witness 
The witness is coming back into conversation too. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Like I had totally, I was enamored with it when it came out. I, Mm -hmm. excuse me, the we're all drinking like adult boys, and that just (laughs) hit my stomach in a hard way. Um, Yeah, it's a game I was totally enamored with. Like it is hard alcohol. It it is hmm, so hard boy alcohol. Yeah, like I had notebooks and like whiteboards that I was like obsessing over whenever that game was coming out, like just like. I look like a crazy person, like tacking things on my walls and connecting them with string and trying Which to figure game? the witness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just like trying to solve these like insane puzzles and figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about games that haven't really been mentioned and we we think might not be given the attention that they should deserve uh, in this conversation. I think um, you're leading with a good one, in my opinion. Um, yeah, uh, one of like I would probably put in like my top three games of this year was. Ratchet and Clank, the remake of the original PS2 action platformer, mm-hmm. um, readapted right for largely for the movie that came out and the movie, especially the movie, right? The, well, the, the movie was very good. Was, no, it was a very very poor experience. And they're also supposed to make the Sly Cooper movie still. Oof. Same I, company, I believe so. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, um, but the game was phenomenal. Uh, like they brought like the original team back uh, largely. Yeah. Um, the same like writing staff and like the humor was like, it's the best example of, and like it's a conversation that I heard with doom where it's like, they didn't necessarily try to recreate the, they didn't try to recreate doom. They tried to recreate the feeling of playing doom. And I feel like that's what they did with this ratchet and clank. And it helps Hmm. that they've been making more games, but like they took the humor and the feel and like it is largely the original game that came out in like 2001. But it like kind of like you play it and you're like, this is kind of how I remember that game. And then you look back at the game. It's like, Oh no, this is yeah. Ratchet and Clank one didn't even have a uh, strafing or like, did you, did no. you aim properly? Like with I, a thumbstick? I don't think, in I don't think Ratchet so. And Clank one? Yeah. Oh. I went um, back and tried to play that one. That one's super it, it, hard compared hard, to modern yeah. Ratchet and Clank games. It, especially when like the collections and stuff, like you want to go back and really enjoy it, but you can't. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, and it's not even that they like remastered. They didn't take the old game and like update the visuals. They created a brand new game. Like, they like hand recreated all the environments. Like huh. uh, all of the dialogue is new. Like mm-hmm. the, the story is actually told from the perspective of Captain Quark, who's like a. I guess it, it's a fifteen-year-old game, so the spoilers aren't necessarily <laughs> something to worry about. Yeah, but I don't think so. He ends up kind of like being the bad guy, mm-hmm. and it's it's the story of the original game told from his perspective as that's, he's telling it in prison. It's good, and like yeah, and like all of the jokes are updated for like modern technology. Like they joke about like social media and um, like people using their cell phones and like, it's so smart. The like, there's actually like really cool, like skill progression mechanics and hmm. with like how you upgrade your weapons and you get gain new abilities. Um, and yeah, it's one of the best action platformers I have maybe ever played. Wow. Um, and it's hands down the best ratchet and clank game, which is a pretty beloved series. So yeah, I'm definitely. actually really surprised that nobody's brought it up. And I think it's because it was associated with a pretty, a pretty bad movie, pretty bad movie. Right. Um, yeah, what about you guys? Is there any games that... Well, first of all, Brian, have you ever played a Ratchet & Clank game? Did you have a PS... You had a PS2 growing up with your brother, right? I did, I did, but I did not play Ratchet & Clank. Oh, those games are rad. Yeah, it was... Those are my favorite games on PS2. The PS3, the PS3, like the first couple PS3 games that came out were really good, Tools too. of Destruction yeah. was great, and... and um, a Kraken Time. Kraken Time. Yeah. Th- those were awesome. And I liked Into the Nexus, too. It was... I didn't get a chance to play it, that it one yet. It was fine. But, yeah. It wasn't quite as great as the other two, but... Yeah. Um, no, like I, I like those were my favorite games on PS2, and that's a platform with a lot of fantastic games and franchises. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if it counts for games not in the goatee convo because I think a lot of people will talk about it. But I think Titanfall 2 got like a weird, like it's got it, it didn't get a lot of attention after it came out. Yeah, um, because it, it came out after Battle after Battlefield and right before Call of Duty. Yeah, it just came out in a really bad it's just window. a horrible yeah. time. Yeah, which especially said, since well, like, God, I just made up a new word. I said pourable. Poor, like poor, ooh, poor and horrible. That's, it's actually good. Deplorable. Like, mm, deplorable. And then, then Brian ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And especially since like EA also produced Battlefield for them to release yeah. both of those games kind of in the same window. Yeah. Like if they had like, like um, imagine Titanfall 2 as like a February game. I know. It would, or even May or something. Yeah. Summer I, yeah. game. Yeah. I think so. That's interesting that you bring up EA producing it. Um, if you look at the, like the main menu and this doesn't say a ton EA's logo never pops up in huh. the yeah like when it when the game's booting up 
And then also at the very bottom, it says Titanfall is like a registered trademark of Respawn who de- developed the game. Right. So I think that EA doesn't have as big of a stake in this as oh, no. others as like we want to believe because hmm. of Battlefield and stuff. Yeah. I actually have a feeling that like Respawn had full control over like when this game came out. Oh, well, I, I don't know about when it came out, but I think uh, creatively, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because with the original Titanfall, I'm pretty sure like they had largely made it. Mm-hmm. And then like EA is like, oh yeah, we'll put that out for you. Right. Um, and I'm, when with how the because like that studio was formed because uh initially when they were infinity ward making call of duty games they had a very bad relationship with activision and so i i can imagine that they really wanted ownership of like creatively of that franchise right so i i feel like ea might have had a little more say um like they they wanted it to be a holiday game they wanted to have that sales boost from Mm -hmm. black friday and christmas but uh yeah like I, i agree like even though I, I wasn't super hot initially on that game. Uh, super hot. Super yeah, hot. I, keep, I keep doing that, and, <laughs> and that's a game we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, even though I wasn't quite as hyped on it as everyone else, like I played it when I was down on, in San Francisco, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I really like this game. And, and for me, I think I just had a very uh, sentimental view of the, the, first, the first one. first one, yeah. And I came right off the heels of a summer where I played a lot of Overwatch. Like I checked my time, and it was like 70 hours. Damn. Overwatch. Um, and that's just like time spent in game, not even like in menus, which mm-hmm. is a little more than I would like. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and also like, I played it right after Battlefield 1, which was quite exceptional. Yeah. Um, which it's, is another it's game. Funny. I had the inverse effect where like I tried playing Battlefield 1 and I can't get through it. Like mm. I yeah. have a hard time because I love Battlefield I, or I Titanfall too much more. I don't understand how you don't like that campaign. Uh, I haven't given it like as fair a shake as I should, okay. but I, I think... Yeah, I don't know. It still feels like they. It's like, hey, we're we're a military shooter, and we're doing the same thing that you always do in a military shooter. So, and, and I know I that we already talked about it, but for me, what makes that game great, and I guess since we're talking about games that should be up for game of the year, yeah. but aren't like it gets rid of the kind of staple of first person shooter storytelling, where you're this kind of like superhero character, mm-hmm. where like you're one one man army, like right. going and taking out, you know, basically an entire regular army on your own and in this like it's six different segments and you're a different person each time so mm-hmm. you're not expected to be this one person who like somehow goes across all the fronts of the war and you know basically single-handedly wins world war one right like, right it, instead you're individuals in like a quick like a small vertical slice of the war and like it's like yeah the first one you're this like scared shitless Brit- british teen in a tank the next one you're this kind of like cocky American who sneaks his way into um, the British Royal Air Force. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, these, these like little vignettes and these small samples and like I, what I felt were like really human storytelling moments mm-hmm. across the war and like how these people are connected by a common cause and and it, you know, doesn't really romanticize war in a way that we're used to seeing. Yeah. yeah. I think that the besties also said that it also conveyed the gameplay in a way that it... Uh, actually felt like you were practicing skills that you were going to use in the multiplayer too, which really helped instead of it just giving you a, a long fleshed out weird tutorial. It was like you just focused on specific skills you would eventually use. Yeah. And that's actually kind of my problem with Titan, uh, Titanfall 2's campaign is that where it gives you mechanics that you'll never use again. Exactly. Yeah. Where like Battlefield 1, it's, you're basically just put into a large map and like you're going from checkpoint to checkpoint through mm-hmm. it. But like it's kind of has the same feel as the multiplayer will. And in Titanfall two, like you're in like these small corridors and like you're like moving around environments that are nowhere near what's reflected in the multiplayer experience. Yeah. Which, but they know, do let you, I, I would say that they teach you how to use like it's core mechanics of wall running and jumping and, and other yeah. stuff pretty well in the campaign. But oh, no, no, and, and yeah, that wasn't the problem. It's just more of like the actual, like Oops. minute to minute, like gameplay loop of the story is like, Oh yeah, you're going down corridors. You're, yeah you know, kind of systematically like working your way through these hallways where like in Titanfall 2, it's these kind of like open multi-layered maps and um, with a lot of like different routes that you can take to like go from point to point. And yeah, uh, I feel like it wasn't reflective and of the experience and that you'll eventually get to in multiplayer, which is like since that franchise was initially just a multiplayer only experience, so you can, mm-hmm. I feel it's safe to argue that's the focal point of what Titanfall 2 is, is the yeah. multiplayer. I still but, feel like they gave it their best with the campaign, but see, I, and, and I, I hear that saying. there's really cool stuff at the end. Yeah, um, not even I, near the end. Just, yeah, but but yeah. Well, like, and I, I didn't get to any of that. I got a few missions in, and mm-hmm. it just felt kind of reductive, and it yeah. wasn't 
indicative of what the multiplayer was, which is, you know, what I loved right. about the first one. I think but, over, throughout the year, we've given it enough attention and a lot of podcasts have given enough attention to these two games. But are there any other games that deserve to be in the game of the year conversation? There's a game called Dead by Daylight that uh, is a PC game. It's uh, it's not my favorite kind of game, but I think that it would be on the top list for a lot of esports players. Mm. Um, it sort of positioned itself very early on that to be a game that's um, meant to be played by streamers and, and put on Twitch and um, with tournaments. And so um, I think it's pretty interesting. It's uh, purely multiplayer. It's a 3v1 um, style experience. So you have three people playing more or less helpless humans being chased by one um, themed serial killer of some sort. Uh, and so the, the... I think I do remember hearing about this one. It was, yeah. it was big at PAX. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've been following the Friday the 13th game where it's that same kind of like asynchronous multiplayer. Where, yeah, that's what like, it's called. You're like one Jason. Uh, asymmetrical. You say asynchronous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- asymmetrical yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, it's like you're one Jason trying to take out like eight camp counselors yeah. or whatever. And like, yeah, like I remember that sounds I, rad. Yeah. And like that game looks really cool, but I'm sorry to take totally take no, away yeah, from yeah. the game you're trying to put up. I think it's getting, but, I think, I think that the genre is getting bigger, um, yeah. in that way. Um, Adam Sessler, I think is working on that one. Yeah. He, he's working on like the marketing for it. Yeah. Um, see, and, and for me, like I'm a little bit hesitant because a game that I really, really wanted to like, but I think the biggest reason why I couldn't get into it was the, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer was evolve. Yeah, like, was re- that that was last year, right? Last it was twenty fifteen. Yeah, it, it got um, killed this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Brian, I, you played Dead by Daylight? Uh, yeah, I have. I, I bought it. Oh, okay. um, and so I've only played as the the people and not the killer because mm-hmm. it seems a little too stressful for me. Yeah. Not yeah. that being a player isn't stressful yeah. too. But um, huh. what's cool about it is that as the as the player or the the people, your objective is to turn on I think four different generators hidden throughout this dark. Um, basically square like map um, you have to go searching for and turning on the generators causes noise and noise attracts the player who's playing the killer and their goal is to just kill you. So um, that is something that you have to avoid. Um, and what happens is that the, the killer will knock you down and then they'll drag you to a hook and attach you to a hook and Fun. then you will be sacrificed to this weird God. Sounds like my Sunday night. Um, That's like the end of Far Cry 3. Um, uh, is it? I like, forgot uh, all about that. No. Yeah, <laughs> for spoiler. No, yeah, game. like, like if if you totally like sell out your friends and you choose to like side with the, uh, oh yeah, like indigenous like shaman woman, mm-hmm. she totally like like because it ends in a weird like sex scene, and then she just like kills you and sacrifices you, and you're just like, well, shit. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why that made that, me think yeah, of that. That's but, what you get for being a yeah. sexy boy. God, Far Cry Three was. Good. That was a good game. And a, another game you kind of mentioned that uh, actually, like one of my really good friends adored um, Far Cry Primal. Nobody really talked about yeah. it after like February. It's because I don't think it lit anybody's world on fire. Um, um, I don't know. I didn't play Ubisoft's it. world on fire. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Like it's weird having Far Cry without the guns because ultimately the guns is what kind of makes Far Cry. Yeah. Um, well, like the modern Ubisoft incarnation of yeah Far Cry, right? Um, yeah, like I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like a kind of world and experience that we don't ever really see is this, this like, you know, ancient, like, I don't want to say pre-modern, pre-modern because it's, yeah, it's pre- prehistoric. That's what I'm trying right, to say. Right, right, right. Like mm-hmm. this like prehistoric kind of era. And like, I thought it was really kind of novel and interesting. And you like, know what was cool about that for me was like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't play it just from someone who was hearing about it. Like, Sometimes you, you'll hear about games that come out that are like clearly inspired by certain trends. Yeah. And yes. for Far Cry, Far Cry Primal to come out and just like ditch pretty much like one of the core tenets of what made a modern Far Cry game mm-hmm. and just like go kind of crazy with it. It's, I mean, it's cool. Like a company as big as Ubisoft is willing to take risks with its biggest fran like one of its bigger franchises. Well, I think you could argue biggest, but like, well, like considering that they borrow mechanics from it and insert in every one of their other mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for me, it's, they had to kind of follow up blood dragon. Yeah. Cause the, they, they followed far cry three with blood dragon, which was a, like actually a huge hit. Yeah. Um, which did you play that Brian? 
I have it free on my Xbox, I think. But you should no. check it out. It's worth uh, it. Yeah, yeah. For kind of, I've heard it's fun. very cool. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Yes, then, it is then, now. Yeah, then you should absolutely play it. Like, it's something I don't think I finished, mm-hmm. but the first like three hours that you're playing it, it's so beautiful and novel and legitimately like really funny, and it, it like really pokes fun at like just yeah. gameplay mechanics where it's like yeah, um, like it's like the tutorial like the like eighties action hero characters, just like kind of being a smart ass, like I know how to fire a fucking gun and like, and you like, there's a, a button to flip things off in the yeah. game with, 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 <laughs> with, you, with your robot hand. It's perfect. It's great. It's so much fun. Did you guys watch Kung Fury? Yes. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. Okay, it's yeah, it's yeah. in that similar exact style. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that did the soundtrack to that has basically just been the basic basis for music for me the past like six months. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. Mitch murder, just basically Mitch murder going to Spotify Shout radio out. channel. <laughs> and then like, that's basically what I've listened to for the latter half of this year. I think some of the conversation around far cry primal, um, to some extent, almost revolved around the price for it. Like, is yeah. is it really like a sixty dollar video game? It, you know, it's, it's, it's a full far, it's a full Far Cry game. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but no guns. Like, I think yeah. people, <laughs> I, think, I think consumers. Well, to it's some also extent. when they like laid over the map from Far Cry Primal, and it was like basically See, the I, same I, map. I never had a oh, Far Cry from 4. Far Cry, from Far Cry Four. Yeah, and, and I'd never yeah. had too much of a problem with that. Like, to be fair, I never finished Far Cry Four because I thought it was kind of. I never boring. even played it. it yeah, it's, it's fun yeah. if you like Far Cry Three. Then I like Three a lot. Yeah, like. So I think I have it on Xbox One, so I couldn't let you borrow it. Far no, it's Cry okay. 4, I, but, I, I, yeah. I, I felt like Far Cry 4 came out way too soon after Far Cry 3, and it was absolutely. much more of like the same. They announced Far Cry 4, and then I played 3 for the first time. And then yeah. when I finished, well, when I finished most of 3 and got to like the second island or something, I felt like I got my experience out of it yeah. and stopped playing yeah. after that. And then I didn't feel the need to play 4. Yeah, it's, it's more Far Cry 3. Like, it doesn't really do anything too new or inventive. Like, there's a couple of the environments are like different where they're like, there's actually like s- snowy mountains that you can go to and um, where like Far Cry 3 is largely just a jungle. They did that cool thing though on PlayStation where you could play co-op with a friend who didn't own it, right? Yeah. I feel like that's the only game that's ever done that, I, right? That, that was um, sick. Well, like, so now they have the share play thing. Oh, that's um, right. Like yeah. I, I play like FIFA with my friends that I, I, I don't have FIFA. I don't want to spend $60 on FIFA. No offense to anyone that enjoys it, but yeah, fuck soccer. It's just not my cup of tea. So like <laughs> football, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Football, um, football, football. Um, what else? So you and I were playing overcooked earlier. Yeah. And which, it was the first time playing it. Right? Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And like, I know that a lot of people really loved it's it. A good game. I bought a controller so that Mikey and I could play overcooked for 15 yeah. minutes before Grace <laughs> got home. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, like, I know a lot of people loved it. Like it's something that I understand. Nobody, I can understand why people aren't make, thinking it's their game of the year, but just yeah. for nobody to even have it like in their top list or in the conversation, I think is a little odd at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it took the world by storm, but it's definitely like one of the better local multiplayer yeah, games out there. And, and what, not necessarily that it was like a big commercial hit, but like it's the, like the games media that I'm like, I kind of yeah. surprised that like, cause those seem to be, that seemed to be the audience that it really resonated with. Mm-hmm. I think it came out in like kind of an off year for local multiplayer because was mm-hmm. it a, it was two years ago where you had like Nidhogg and you had oh, yeah. Towerfall. Ta- Towerfall. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for Nidhogg too. And a bunch of other of the uh, gang beasts and a bunch of other yeah. ones. I remember Wait, is gang beast officially out anywhere yet? <laughs> I have no, no idea. It's worth playing. It's, regardless. it's at but every convention and there's always a huge fucking line for I it. I really want to play that game. You but can I, buy it. I think. It's, it's on. I, uh, look, it's I'm on, only going to buy it on PlayStation. I, I think it's on PlayStation. I would have bought uh, it by now. He's I, Googling. I, I, I don't I'm think Googling. it is. I'm pretty sure it's on Steam. It's definitely on Steam. Um, yeah. Okay, oh, King Beast PS4 right there. Let's see what this has boom, to say. Boom, boom, here it comes. Dun, this dun, is fun dun, audio dun, dun, podcasting. Dun, 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 I guess dun, it will come dun, to PlayStation. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, 2B, TBC, what's... Release date, 2, to, to be, be confirmed? confirmed. Okay, yeah. so it's coming. I just want okay. it now. Anyway. Um, it's a good-ass game. I, I, I think it's fine. Is it a good-ass game? Ass game. Are the asses in it? Are they good? Yeah, grab them. Yeah, this is the wrong tab. Nice. This is the wrong tab. This is from last week. Yeah. Because I talked about DuckTales last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So Overcooked was one. Uh, Abzu, that's probably my top five of the year. I still haven't finished it. You're going to hate oh, me for that. Yeah. No, no it, it, it's something that I... So you took your headphones out. I'm like, you can't hear me, Rhodes. Yeah, I can. But I, we're, I, we're in the same room. We're in the same room. <laughs> um, yeah, it's something that I feel like you start and you stop in one sitting. Yeah. Like, I can understand why you haven't picked I just it back I haven't back. Up. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's only like two hours. Yeah. I'll um, get back to it. It's one of those dumb things where you think, oh, I don't have time to finish that last 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and you said you think people will bring it up, but Hitman, like, it seemed to have such, like, a yeah. like, cult following behind it. Yeah. And, like, so many people, like, like adored the way that it uh, that it was being released, like, uh, episodically. episodically. Mm-hmm. And... Like it was like just in general one of the better Hitman games, which is are like always been a fan favorite. Yeah, um, for fans of the genre. For fans of the genre, yes. Um, so yeah, to, to see it not really like kind of being championed at this time of the year seems a little weird to me. Yeah, and I know you're not a, you're not a giant bomb guy, but the I, yeah. I can think of those guys will definitely talk about it, and if they invite steve gander to write a top 10 list on their oh, site yeah. he definitely will mention it yeah no he, he's but one like, of the people that i've seen like really like touting it and hitman is really appealing to the people who dig the far cry 2-esque uh the far cry 2 style of game where like i don't know it's like environmental emergent gameplay where like you can just pretty much fuck with anything in the environment and something will happen there's like an equal and opposite reaction or something I don't know. It, it 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 tickles the same fancy for <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. For people that are really into like emergent systems, mm-hmm. a niche yeah. audience. Yeah. I like that yeah. too, though. I, I like, like it too, and that's why I keep on thinking I want to buy it, and I'm sure I will eventually just get it because I've been going back and forth forever. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, and I, I think in general, just to kind of put a put an end on this, like just a lot of like the triple A games that kind of like were really like, like, like right now, final fantasy 15 is kind of still what everyone's talking about. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I'm not going to see that anywhere. Um, like I, I feel like there hasn't been that top tier level of indie games this year. Um, we're, we're no, last, I think we've reached like a saturation point where so many yeah. indie games are coming out that like yeah. not one can rise above. Yeah. Like I adored Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, Oxen free probably isn't going to be up on anyone's lists. I loved House of the Dying Sun. Yeah, like I, yeah, um, Darkest Dungeon. Right, that I feel technically like, came out this year, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I feel like that's going to be kind of left out, and it's it's weird to see like like ever since like you had like Journey and Gone Home, every year there's like one or two like yeah, um, like Firewatch. Right, I think I think you're right. You were I was I told you no, but I think you're right. Firewatch probably won't get any game of the year noms unless they're from like a smaller outlet or something. Yeah. And like, and that, that really bums me out that there's not going to be any of these like indie. And I like, are... you know, I, I, I've been sort of wrestling with this in my head. I love firewatch, but I think I love its aesthetic and its music and its sense of place more than I like actually playing it. Yeah. And I sort of like, see, and I, I actually the, I, adored I, its story. Oh yeah. No, of course I love its story too. Yeah. But like there's, you know, it's pacing was a little weird sometimes. Yeah. And I, I thought, well, and, and I had it on PS4 and it gl- was very glitchy. Yeah. Um, but I actually just ordered the the vinyl. I got Camp nice. or Chris Remo's soundtrack for that, so I'm really awesome. excited about that. Um, and yeah, the, the last thing that I'm really surprised that I feel like won't be mentioned at all is that we had a brand new way yeah. to consume video games in VR. Yeah, and I highly doubt anybody's really going to be championing right. a VR game for Game of the Year. Yeah, I agree. And like, do either of you have a VR headset? Nope. Um, I actually, my brother has a has a PlayStation VR, and I played with that on Christmas. How was it? Um, it took a long time to set up, and I thought that that was kind of dumb. Yeah, you said it took like forty five minutes. Yeah, it took like 20, 25 minutes. Oh. Um, but it still took a long time, and it was yeah. like the t- my attention span had sort of waned at that point. Yeah. But my we had my dad play this game called Keep Talking and No One Explodes. Yeah, yeah. That, that game is a lot of fun. Very popular. That great. Um, yeah, VR game where the person with the headset is looking at a bomb. And they interact with it with the controller, and the bomb has things like um, a set of like three to five wires that you have, one of which you have to cut, um, a detonate button, and then a keypad that has different symbols on it. And they don't know how to how to, how to fix how to turn this bomb off and stop it from exploding. But everyone else who's not wearing the headset on the screen, they see the manual for how to disarm mm-hmm. multiple different types of bombs. And so it's a communication game between the person who's wearing the headset interacting with the bomb and yeah. the people reading the manual. It's it's really cool. And yeah, so my like, dad liked it. Yeah, with the headset, you need to des- describe like, oh, it's got a red wire and a blue wire and it's got like the circle button and yep. this button. So you, then like the people are like trying to flip through the manual like and try to figure out what bomb and it is and then like... You first you need to identify what it is and then you need to try to explain how to disarm it. Yeah. Right. Um, it's it's so much fun. Like that's probably and I, I think the big problem with VR is that it's not very social. 
It's not very social. Um, and I, I, I mean, it's impossible to talk about VR without talking about how much yeah. it, how and, much it costs but, to. But, and I think right. that's why this game is great is because yeah, it's the right. one like social VR game. Yeah. Um, like in the other VR games that were like, I, people were talking about like Thumper. Um, that's like a very solitary thing. Cause like, yeah, it's a, they call it a violent rhythm game or violence rhythm game or yeah. something. And yeah. Um, and super hot <laughs> VR was a, another big one. Job simulator. But um, very yeah. few people will be talking about these could, in their game of the year. Could you imagine a Jackbox game utilizing a VR headset? Um, in a similar way to t- keep talking and nobody explodes, yeah. that, that yeah. seems right up their alley. And I think that it'd it, be foolish yeah. not to try to do something with it. I, I think yeah. the big problem with that is that the game, those games kind of move a little fast and then like trying to like pass the headset. Yeah. Well, I can see it being like one game where like one person is wearing the headset yeah. and like it, it maybe involves other people trying to fuck with that person or vice versa or yeah. something. I don't know. That'd be it, cool. It, That'd be really it, cool. Just like yeah. Marco Polo. Yeah, like Marco Polo, but VR. Jackbox. Yeah, Jackbox uh, style. Marco Vive. Um, but yeah. yeah, those games, I mean, some of them are AAA, some of them are smaller, but I think we just wanted to make sure that we got some yeah. recommendations out there for games that might not show up in the Game of the Year conversation. Yeah. No, I, I think a big part of it is that, like, we had a lot of, like, I don't even want to say, say like, AAA games, but, like, we had a lot of, like, big games that actually delivered on and, like, totally over exceeded their hype yeah definitely like, like overwatch has just kind of taken the the medium by storm and mm-hmm. Do- okay. doom surprised everybody yeah um yeah I, f- I feel like there's a lot of really good things out there but uh yeah there's, it's, it's weird like thinking back like like ratchet and clank i adored and mm-hmm. I, it bums me out that nobody's gonna be talking about that yeah. um i forgot that um which game was it came out this year there were a couple games that we forgot were like, oh, oh, like Oxenfree, for example. Oh, yeah. That came out this year. Yeah. Um, and a couple others. It's just like. Yeah, we, we were going through the list. There's like, oh, yeah. So many games. Like Dark Souls 3 was one that we were kind of. Feel, yeah. It feels oh, weird yeah. that it. People will bring that up in Goatee. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. It, it does feel weird that that not, game came out this year. Yeah. And that actually might be my game of the year. I, I get. I spend so much more time with Souls games that I might be inclined to agree. Like, I yeah. just. I get so invested that. Like I, I think, yeah. like subjectively, I would say Dark Souls three, mm-hmm. but objectively, I'd probably say Overwatch, just because. Yeah, that took everyone. Like, by storm. To. Like how, how when I say like what, the what the best game of the year was, like I feel like you do need to kind of consider uh, a little more than just your own personal experience with it. And right. in that regard, I feel like Overwatch is by far game of the year. Yeah, Overwatch and Doom. Yeah, like my my personal game of the year though, if I had to pick, uh, I had never thought about it. So if you guys have a. <laughs> An answer. Uh, yeah, so Dark Souls, um, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, and another game to bring up. Like, no one's going to bring up Pokemon Sun and Moon, which, like, and, and just in general. Yeah, it just no seems like that's no like, in, yeah, that's like kettle corn to people or like something that just yeah. like is like snack food and they don't treat it as seriously well, as like and, a bigger game. And right? normally I wouldn't say that, but like, this is the Pokemon game that like changed so much of the formula. Yeah. Um, Did you get a little but, pissed at the besties for saying like, it's just another Pokemon game? Not, not really. It's not my yeah. favorite generation. Yeah. Um, but I, I, just, they just missed that one pretty quick in there. Yeah, but but just the the fact that like yeah, no one's gonna really even touch it. Yeah, um, and, and just in general, like it's not the community's fault, but just that no Nintendo game is really gonna be in the conversation. Yeah, it's a bummer. Like I I know that a couple people have mentioned Fire Emblem, but I feel like that's just such a very f- like fine taste and like mm-hmm. specific. Yeah, it doesn't uh, have the preference. same mass appeal of like a Mario game or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not like. Oh yeah, that hot Zelda game that came out this year. Like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's. Um. It was a really weird year for Nintendo for sure. Uh, like tra- transitioning at least. Um, and when it comes to Pokemon, I think that it, it gave me the same feeling that like a game like Assassin's Creed One or Watch Dogs One gave, where I'm like, yeah, it's it's a game. Like it, it shipped, it came out. People like it to yeah. some extent, to, what it, to to a varying extent. But I think that like the next like version in the series is really going to take all of the changes and really like find a stride. Yeah. yeah. So like, like, so this would be like Assassin's Creed 3 where it's like oh look at there's that new mechanic with the boats. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah. Or even 2. Like well, 2 was a huge major step forward for that that, that franchise. But, 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 but that was even just more like polished than anything else. Sure. But like this it's like like 3 was not a so Assassin's Creed 3 is a bad game. I yeah. wouldn't say that Sun and Moon is a bad game. But like Oh no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah but Assassin's Creed 4 was exactly. that shit. Right, exactly. Because they took 
like what people liked about three, the yeah. one thing and made it like the entire game. Yeah. So I, I could totally see that happening. Speaking of Nintendo not having a great year in 2016. Switch. I think we're all Switch. excited for a lot of stuff in 2017. I think we're all excited for what they have in store. That's right. Um, oh my God. I'm so fucking pumped. Oh my God. I mean, I really like that we get to talk about it before they release any details because we don't have any idea um, what, what so the switch is going to be. What is the date that they're January 12th? Okay. I, I legitimately have that saved in multiple calendars. He's shaking right like, now. Mikey is actually pounding on the I'm, desk I'm chair. I'm so just sort excited. Of like, like, like a I, kid that has to pee. Like I haven't <laughs> talked to you guys about it. Yeah. Um, potty so, dance. But just like, like the, pot, the potty dance. Up next, my next thing on my calendar is, is the Nintendo Switch it Direct. Is. You're almost out of data. Uh, I, I know. I've got 25% of my data Charge left. Charge your phone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, just threw, I just threw my phone. Um, I once, um, I was I was home for the summer once and I was so mad that my friends weren't hanging out with me <laughs> that like, like they were like bailing on me a bunch. This was like a rough period for my friendships for whatever yeah. reason. And I had like this droid what, phone. What was it this summer? Is it me and Brian? Yeah, sorry, you sorry, guys buddy. wouldn't freaking hang out with me. No, it was like my freshman year and I was sad and I like had just broken up with someone and I threw my phone on the carpet and the screen cracked. I'd never <laughs> thought that would happen. But anyway, did you cry? Um, no, I was just mad that I skateboarded to the Verizon uh, <laughs> store <laughs> to get it fixed. Um, yeah. No, so I, I would actually totally be down to do just like a quick like, reaction pod. To the, to the Switch? Right. Yeah, oh, but, yeah, the Switch but, but but yeah. it also does kind of work out so that like it's right around the time that we record and we could just do it normally. But yeah, it'll be yeah. two episodes from now probably. No, but, um, but yeah. if if not, then I will at the very least be live tweeting all of my like exclamation mark filled at Mikey Krieger. Yeah, at Mikey Krieger on the so, on the twits. I'm so it sounds like we're all Brian. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I was gonna say I'm probably gonna anguish between like January 12th and whatever the launch date is, just thinking about how like ah, do I have to buy the Switch to really yeah. feel like I'm part yes, of this, do. and then I'm gonna buy the Switch probably. You like need, you need to buy the Switch on. to be my friend. Just yeah, oh, just to be Mikey's friend and hmm. pretend that I'm like yeah. friends sorry, with everyone, everyone that I follow on Twitter. Like right, you're just saying sorry because I'm probably not gonna buy a Switch yeah. when it first comes out. No, that, for me personally, it's gonna be one of those things that if I see people like tweeting about it and I'm not playing it. I'm gonna feel like blocking them. No, no, I, I, I'm no, I, no, I'll, other way around. If I, if I them. don't have it, yeah, and they have it, and they're, everyone's like, oh my god, this new Mario is the hotness. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel like such a fucking jabroni. Yeah, that you like, loser. No, like like Nintendo is the one thing that like I will admit that I'm just totally apologetic for. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I don't know. I, no, you're good. I. Yeah, it, it it really does depend on what comes out for it. Yeah. Um, well, for me, like, this topic is what we're looking forward to in 2017. We're yes. talking about Nintendo Switch, which will be out in March. Yes. Uh, for the Switch, for, to, the Switch to appeal to me is for it to be, like, to, like, lean into the fact that it's not the most powerful, but I don't want any technical yeah. hiccups, be, like, for the like, if I'm compromising on, like, right. quote-unquote power and, like, good graphics or whatever, I want that thing to run like butter. I don't yep. want any problems. I want the battery life to be decent enough that I can like maybe take it on the bus and I want it to be like the perfect execution of what this thing is without any technical failures. Cause like even the PS4 is a great system, but every once in a while it'll hard crash. Every like mm-hmm. games come out for it where like it kind of chugs, it's really loud. I want Nintendo games to be like perfect on the switch. I want games on the Switch. That too. I want yeah. like and good I, games, but and I and I want Nintendo to really like embrace it the way that it has has had in like some of the better years of the 3DS um, and their other consoles. Maybe like even before the Wii, like a GameCube or an N64, where like you knew stuff was coming out, and you knew it was going to yeah. be good. Because right. once the Wii came out. I didn't know what was coming out for Nintendo consoles after that, other than like mm-hmm. maybe a Mario or maybe a Zelda. Yeah, like I, so it, it seems like a lot more third parties have been on board. Yeah, with the Switch, like well, they, when you come out with Bethesda as one of the partners, it's like oh, it's kind of a big deal. Yeesh, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't ever see a Call of Duty coming out on that thing. And I'm okay with that. That's actually like I mean, sure, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and you know, I I don't want it to be the third game console. I want it to be the Nintendo Switch. Like I want it yeah, to be. Yeah. Like. I want it to offer different experiences. Right, because like, that's, that's what I'm kind of what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I want it to be its own thing, and I want it to just be the perfect embodiment of yeah. its, like, I guess its thesis or, like, its central thrust or something. I right. just want yeah. it to be... Of its mission statement? Yes, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I have zero doubt in my mind that Nintendo's games are, gonna, are going to run like butter. Yeah. Like, 
I can't think of an example where a Nintendo made game right ran poorly. Yeah, that's like, actually. I mean, that's a good point. They always except make their Super games. Mario Run. You think Run Run runs poorly? It's just poor. Oh, okay. Sorry. I so I <laughs> hot take Brian. Save it for later. So yeah. So r- real quick on that, I just got to the ghost level on Super Mario Run, and it's uh, it's I'm I'm so anxious. Yeah. About it, like. <laughs> It's it's weirdly structured and it makes it hard. Yeah. I, I that took me forever to get past that one. Yeah, because I was just like, I'll I'll go back to older no, levels. I, I, otherwise, I actually really enjoy Super Mario Run for yeah. for what it is. Yeah, and like I, I got a gift card for Christmas and bought it that way. Yeah, so you're so, wrong, Brian. So so I, so I didn't actually like <laughs> get out of here. I'm wrong. I didn't necessarily <laughs> like. I didn't actively think like I'm giving my own dollars to this. Like, oh, I got a gift card that's gonna pay Someone my Super, me Mario Super Mario Run. Super Mario Run. Yeah, well, you that won't go around poorly. That's true. But yeah, that, 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 was, that was Niantic. Right. Um, um, you know yeah. what else I'm looking forward to in 2017? I'm like weirdly looking forward to a new Assassin's Creed game. I heard Syndicate the, the, was great. The, the the year off was nice. Actually really nice. I hope they kind of do like a, not like a reboot, but like kind of sort of like a soft reboot. So again, um, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. So on the Besties podcast, Chris Plant was talking about how, Ubisoft's kind of going to move away from like having stories in their campaigns. Right. And, like yeah. they're going to have games more centric on like anecdotal experiences of like of what you're doing in the game. Does that sound appealing to both of you? Potentially. Like I understand how it works. So steep was the example that he gave where there's no like yeah. real mode. It's like, here's this big mountain you kind of do your own things in it and like you'll find your own enjoyment. I like that they have that kind of confidence in themselves. That, yeah. Like, I hope that means that they're taking what would be story resources and actually like fixing pretty like fundamental problems with like mm-hmm. a, games like Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm actually like, and I know I'm in the minority on this, but I'm actually someone who like, if I get like a first person shooter, I'm really excited to play the campaign. Yeah. I was actually just about to say, I think this is, this always happens to me where I don't realize I feel something until I hear someone like articulate it a certain yeah. way. But I think it was either Patrick on, on waypoint or Austin who was saying like, there needs to be more, more designed games, games that are like, uh, um, like that don't leave things open or don't leave things to be like anecdotal. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss having like a concise campaign. Yeah. Like, I feel like Uncharted used to be that for me, but now even those feel, Naughty Dog games feel a little too long now. I want like something, I just miss, I don't know, open world, the whole trend toward open world and like build your own story and experience is actually kind of a ter- turn off for me sometimes because I'll never, I'll, I'll never finish a game. Yeah, no, that, that's totally fair. Yeah. As long as I'm not like capturing watch outposts or whatever and, yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. you know, I'm, I can, I can do it, but Ubisoft is kind of really into that. So yeah. Well, yeah. so, what sounds interesting about Steep is like you're actually physically doing things physically. You know, you're like doing extreme sports in this game to build your own fun. It's not like making you collect a bunch of shit or good. fill up a bunch of side missions to have fun. I, I hope yeah. that like they find an, an uh, analogous sort of thing for their non-sports games mm-hmm. to make it feel like you're Killing doing dudes something to kill dudes. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, we need to kind of see it an example of it and like yeah. in something other than steep, like steep actually is like conceptually is very well designed, but I think it's trying to take that design philosophy and applying it to pre-existing IPs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who already have like a totally, uh, established way that they work. Yeah. Um, and in trying to make like, not only like this new, like idea that they have of like this anecdotal mm-hmm. gameplay, like, how do you like as long as they can like find a natural fit for it like i don't want them to try to just like make a frankenstein monster of assassin's creed with watchdogs and well like assassin's creed with this like steep oh oh yeah mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. like like i i hope that they kind of find natural ways of implementing this and it's not just a total like they're just like hitting the brakes and they're like mm-hmm. like no like story costs too much for us we need to do this now it's cheaper yeah like i really hope that that's not what it is same um yeah but because the last one I bought was four and I liked it, but everything else yeah, after was, that was same here. Like yeah. I, I was actually really excited for unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the, the, the image of like the guy like missing his face, just like the eyeballs in the mouth. And then yep. just like seeing that and then hearing all like the horror stories. And, and that was also the one where there was the, the big debate over like, like, Oh, female characters. It's yeah, too like, hard to render. Like, yeah. It's oh, really God. hard to, to put boobs on a character in video yeah. games. And so I was like, okay, fuck you. Ubisoft. Yeah. I'm not going to spend my money on, this your, year. on your game. Um, but yeah, like I think uh, 
post living in a post no man's sky world. I'm really, uh, hesitant to kind of just really, even though I was just like fawning over the Nintendo switch, I'm really hesitant to like get excited about something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have three examples for next year or three games that I'm like letting myself get excited for. And, um, and I am really excited for, uh, the new Zelda. Yeah. Like, and just in any time I like, I, as someone who actually really enjoys Skyward Sword, um, I will always be excited for Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Brian's uh, he's m- miming the the motion controls for. It looks like a, yeah. a a bad mime in mime college. Yeah, I just can't get over the controls. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, see. I didn't play Twilight Princess on the Wii. I played it on the GameCube, so I didn't have to deal with like the actual like really bad controls. Oh, no, I loved Twilight Princess. Oh, the usage of it, I yeah, hated I did it too. I, I couldn't stand it. Like, I like Twilight Princess. getting the motion plus controls and like I actually never really had any like times where it was off. Like mm-hmm. where it's like it's not doing what I'm telling it to do. Like it actually worked pretty damn well for me. That, uh, that, that even wasn't the problem for me. It's no, 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 it was it, like the it, tutorialization and backtracking. That see, yeah, the, 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 ba- the backtracking was a little annoying but and I think we talked about this because yeah, I remember. We, we did. But yeah, yeah. The, the boss you have to fight three fucking times. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what really grinded my gears. Um, um, but and so the other two games real quick since yeah, I yeah. brought please, it up please, I want to leave everyone hanging uh, Ukulele which yep. is the mm-hmm. spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie made by the exact same team of people mm-hmm. um, and Insomniac Spider-Man game oh shit I forgot all about that right I'm stoked on that yeah like, yep. like I am so fucking pumped and I it, think a lot it's of it's Insomniac right it's it not is Sucker Punch no it is okay. Insomniac, Insomniac yeah. that's right um, and I think part of it is that I'm also really hyped for the new movie yeah, that movie um, looks great. But, but, but yeah. I am more excited for the game than I am the movie. Yeah. Like, it, it looks like everything I loved about Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. and it looks like it respects the character while also taking, like, new chances with it, like, with just, like, by the costume. Mm-hmm. Like, that costume looks sick as fuck. Yeah, Like, the, really the white on there, oh, my God. Yeah, those are the three games that I'm letting myself get really uh, overly excited for. So we're excited for the Switch? Yes. We're excited for Assassin's Creed, potentially? Potentially. Those three games you just mentioned. Yes. I'm also sort of excited to see what comes next from the people who made Octodad because they're, oh, they're okay. due for another announcement soon. Okay. And like sure. Phil, the, the main guy, the CEO or something has been tweeting yeah. vaguely about how they have like a new concept ready to show soon. Yeah. And like, that's really exciting. Yeah. Octodad is one of those, like, say that again. I hope it's dad related. I hope so too. Oh, it, it, <laughs> yeah. That'd actually be really disappointing if it weren't. Yeah. Um, I want to see, like, I feel like we should at least hear what, um, Yacht Club Games, the guys who made Shovel Knight, what they're up to? I feel like someone told them to just keep making Shovel Knight, and that's really disappointing, because we just saw that it, trailer for another Shovel Knight expansion. It, yeah, it, it is a bit disappointing, but Shovel Knight's also really good. Like, if they, yeah. did, a, if they did a proper two, hmm. yeah. that'd be cool. But um, it'd, be, it'd be pretty cool. I hope that they can... I mean, I've, I've never made a game. I can't say whatever, but yeah. like, I hope they can do more than just the like faithful mm-hmm. NES slash... More garden tools. Yeah. yeah. N- Nidhogg 2 looks really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see like what happens to indie games in 2017 yeah. because 2016 was the first year where I felt like there's no real indie game anymore where mm-hmm. like, yeah, cause like all the indie developers that got popular, like in the early 2010s yeah. have been like funded a bunch by major publishers now. Yeah. Well, like, like Cuphead is another game I'm excited for, which is well, that's in, not in, coming out next year. <laughs> it's never coming out. <laughs> it's never coming out. Uh, I think in April. Below. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But below is never going to come out. I, I didn't like it when I played it at PAX to be totally honest. You played below. Yeah. Oh, it, that's too bad. It, 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 I didn't get deep enough into it. I feel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just kind of felt like a, not as good. Yeah. Zelda. Hmm. Um, but it was really pretty though. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I played it for maybe like 30 minutes. Just kind of like, I, I walked away just kind of feeling, I feel like I needed to put more time into it, but that yeah. was what I, what I got. So but you did put time into it. Yeah. But I did put yeah. a little bit of time into it and it, I, it might just be a game that doesn't demo well. Cause yeah. I've had that experience multiple times at PAX where it's just like, yeah, like, Oh my God, like I was so excited for this and then I was totally underwhelmed. And then it comes out. It's like, Oh nope, I was mm-hmm. initially right. Um, <laughs> real quick. I'm excited for the fall part two as well, but let me know what yeah. you guys think about this. I'm not feeling too crazy about any of the games that I played this week. Should we just move on into our... Yeah, well, and I, I got I, one game to talk so about. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Brian, Brian had his game. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I wasn't feeling too hot on him. Um, yes. Deck 13 Interactive made Lords of the Fallen. I oh, not, that's right. Did not play it. <laughs> you showed us like what the Surge was, and I was like, that, what is the Surge? That, that game is... The Surge is the game that I'm sort of looking at. It's, uh, I think, supposed to be a sci-fi 
yeah. Souls inspired game, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a genre that I'm super into either, but it gives me this real like good dead space feeling about it. And I love the dead space games. And so yeah. I would really love to see what that game turns into and what it becomes. It's supposed to come out in 2017. And I just sort of have a, a thing for the science fiction um, style situation it's doing. So I so, tried playing Lords of the Fallen for like 10 it, minutes and I was like, it's it, really bad. It, it does not start well. <laughs> if, if it doesn't get better. Okay. Um, yeah. If, if you had not told me that it was by Lords of the Fallen, I would have been like 1000% My bad. Um, <laughs> into that. Cause like that actually sounds great to me. Um, like a science fiction, like souls like game. Um, cause uh, I got, I don't know. I, I feel like Souls imitators just in general don't vibe with me because that's what Let It Die is, and that's the, the only game I've hated <laughs> in a, a long time. Yeah, like there are a lot of games I really don't like, but I, I hate that game. Hmm. Um, well, it's kind of nice. I feel like there aren't many Souls imitators. Like there's that. Oh yeah, there's that 2D Salt and Sanctuary game that came oh, out this year. So oh, the, 2D that, ones. I but, yeah. I adore Salt and Sanctuary. I haven't played Salt that yet. Sanctuary. That that's great. And Titan Souls. Yeah, Titan Souls. Oh, Titan Souls Titan Souls came out this year, didn't yeah, it? it? And that and that was all right. And Yoden came out this year. Which one? Yoden. The oh yeah. The uh, Norse. Uh, uh, actually, I don't think I know that one. <laughs> action like Souls like game. It's huh. like the, the same idea where it's like. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, like where it's just yeah. only boss battles, That's and it's cool. like it's also just fury. Cr- crushingly difficult. Um, so and, and yeah, actually, I, I do like I love Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah, um, and cool and the, I, I played a bit more of Hyper Light Drifter with uh, with the wiki, so I actually knew what I was like looking for and what I was seeing because mm-hmm. it doesn't really tell you much. You enjoy um, it more. Than last yeah, week? oh yeah, because I, I love the combat. Like I loved all of that. Yeah. I love the style. I love the music. I love the way that it feels, but it just doesn't communicate any of like the progression trees or any of the plot to you very yeah. well. And once I actually like had to look it up, which is, you know, still a fault that I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. But, um, once I did, I enjoyed it a lot more. I don't so, know if I consider that a fault. I think I was just listening to something where they're talking about how like some, some of these games are designed for community interaction and like, yeah. Problem yeah. Solving. No, and, and, and I like it in dark souls, but in, in yeah. this, like in, in dark souls, it at least, like it tells you how to play the game mm-hmm. and it shows you how the skill progression system works. Sure. And in this, it's just, it like, it's wordless. Yeah. Like it doesn't give you any of that. Like, it's just like you'll go up to a shop and then it's like a couple of icons and like a question mark. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck does this mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, I understand why people are into that, but for me, it just yeah. really didn't do it. But now that I have looked into it, I actually enjoyed it a lot more, but yeah, I, I try Lords of the Fallen and like, uh, I had a friend living on my couch for a bit and we found it at a store for like 20 bucks and he bought it and he was like, yeah, like even, even though like I almost bought it at 60 bucks and was super stoked to see it at $20, it was not worth the $20. I have and it, it just bummed me out. I have it with games with gold, but again, I haven't played it, yeah. but I like yeah. all of the, the art and like yeah. the, the trailers for the mm-hmm. surge. And yeah. so I'd love to see how it reviews. Oh yeah. no. I, like, and, and I am willing to give it another shot. Cause even like, I know a lot of people love demon souls. Um, I, I felt like the jump between Demon Souls and Dark Souls, like that's what they needed to really make that series shine. So yeah. maybe like that same studio, like maybe Lords of the Fallen was their Demon Souls and then this can be their... I think what makes or break a game like that and what I hope that they take from their mistakes with Lords of the Fallen is like how the combat feels. And I feel like with Lords of the Fallen, they were trying to not rip Dark Souls off too much. Yeah. And I just wanted it, like I actually... They, they could come been, in either way. I would have been fine if they are just like, yeah, we're taking this exactly. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a very frame based, like you need to be precise. Yeah. But it yeah. felt a little bit more like a bad, uh, action platform or something. I'm curious yeah. to see a game like that set in sci-fi. Yeah. Universe. Um, should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Let's I'm, skip let, what we played. Yeah. Let's skip what we played. Cause I haven't played much new and mm-hmm. in fact, it's all old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Shout out to crib with grandpas. Yeah. Just look it up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've been playing a really cool iOS game called crib with grandpas and, uh, you make grandpas and you crib with them. Perfect. Um, we're recording this on the day that um, actress, author, and activist. activist, mental health activist, Carrie Fisher passed away. Just due gen- to a general fantastic human being. Yeah. She passed. She had a heart attack the day before Christmas Lover. or after Christmas. Before, I think. Yeah. And uh, everyone maybe thought she was going to be okay because she was in okay condition for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then we learned this morning that she passed yeah. away. No, th- this is the first one this year that I actually like really kind of teared up for. Yeah. Like I, you know, I love Prince. I love 
like Muhammad Ali was actually another tough one. Uh, I adored most of Alan Rickman's work, but like, n- and Bowie. Yeah. But like, and I personally just have a hard time like getting too. like, I don't want to say like, feel sorry for, or like, no, no, get, I'm get in the emotional. exact same boat. I, yeah. I, I res- like, I feel yeah. bad for everyone that like gets emotional at these icons, yeah. but Carrie Fisher was one that meant most to me as well. Yeah. And it, it's more of like, I don't have any personal attachment, even though like I've listened to a lot of these people for yeah. a lot of times, but like, yeah, like Carrie Fisher is like actually like very, uh, through star Wars and through blues brothers and through, you know, so much of her work that was like actually like really kind of important yeah. and close to me and like in some ways formative, mm-hmm. you know, to, the way that I perceive the world and, you know, just a lot of my experiences growing up. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I think we just wanted to dedicate it, dedicate this next part to just like talking about star Wars and maybe yeah. we have a couple of negative things on here, but maybe we yeah, just celebrate but, like, but, but, but you know, in, it's all in, in good in fun. Good, yeah. Uh, in good spirits. Cause we, have, we, we all here love star Wars Yeah, and we, and also we don't want to just, you know, reduce her, right. Her life and her career to star Wars. Cause she right. did so much else out of it. But, um, yeah, I think but, like a lot of people don't know that she's also a celebrated author and she punched up comedy scripts to make them better in film. Yeah. Uh, and she is and, like her, uh, she normalized mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, her, like her episode mm-hmm. of 30 rock is one of my favorite episodes of 30 rock. I don't think mm-hmm. I've seen that one. Oh, that's where like, she's like, what was like decades before she had been like, this like feminist comedian. And mm-hmm. then she, uh, Liz brings her on to be like a co-writer for an episode of, uh, TGS. And she, she's fantastic. Like she's basically Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it's it, awesome. It's, it's, it's great. I love her. Um, so my thing that I wanted to talk about was how, um, I really wanted to love star Wars battlefront 2015. They're like yeah. the remake slash reboot of the popular, like PS2 Xbox era. Um, like squad, ba- I don't know, squad base yeah. shooter thing. Uh, uh, yeah. But so, instead of poo pooing on it, <laughs> I will talk about what, the joys that I found and actually like how I learned to enjoy that game. Yeah. Maybe, maybe what makes it, what will make a sequel better? Or well, what, what, yeah, I don't know. The sequel, maybe, but this is actually totally unrelated. I, so like just real quick, I yeah. will say that like Battlefront is probably the most enjoyable and like really good bad game. Yeah, no, totally. It's like, it's, just like a, it's like kind of a dumb arcade shooter. And, and and that's coming from somebody who uh, has been playing a lot of Madden on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a really bad game that I have been playing a lot of and yeah. enjoy more than, way more than I should. But when I was playing Star Wars Battlefront, I was messing with the settings or I realized that if you like aim down the sights for some of the guns, your heads up display disappears. Mm-hmm. And if you also aim down the sights when you're like pressed up against a corner, your gun goes away. Hmm. So I found out like really weird ways to just look at the world in Star in, in Battlefront, which was lovingly recreated based on like photographic, like recreations of or, of like star, actual Star Wars set pieces, and I was able to like use the PlayStation 4's uh, photo taking capabilities just by pressing the share button. Uh-huh. And play Battlefront as if I was like a war photographer. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's so like, actually really. So I wasn't playing to win because I wasn't very good at it. I think yeah. that like the controls, the fact that you don't have any recoil on any of the guns. Yeah, it's weird. Is bizarre. I don't know what kind of decision that is, but it makes it. Because they're uh, lasers. Well, but like being able to, <laughs> to, to shoot things in a different way. Uh, yeah. Through the, like through like a different sort of. It's, it's the same way that like women don't wear bras in space because they would constrict their, mm-hmm. was, what, what was the quote that she wanted? In her obituary? <laughs> she suffocate by her bra. Or something. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, she's she surrounded by moon, by moonlight and suffocated on, by her, her, on her bra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they can take what <laughs> I liked about battlefront 2015 and put it into a sequel, but maybe give like a dedicated photo mode or yeah. something, but it was cool. Like I actually, maybe I'll make it one of the episode like, art. Or something, but I think that this should take just like totally based on what you're saying here, that Mm -hmm. this should take an approach that um, Firewatch did with their like commentary mode, Mm -hmm. like do some Mm -hmm. kind of like just like total fan service mode where it's like, yeah, like like look at because they really like documentaries of like the process of them making that game and recreating all of these old uh, environments from the original trilogy, and like I I think that like that alone would just be something. This would only serve me, but if there was like a mode where I could set up, I would. I'd actually probably be more interested in that than. Battlefront 2. <laughs> like if they if they could set up a mode where like you just set up an AI fight and like you could just be an observer that like wander. I don't think so. Like a spectator mode. Like a spectator mode, but you actually get to like have a photo mode. You could pause it. You could yeah. position things a certain way. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool because that game, those games are beautiful. Like the the Frostbite engine is amazing. Yeah. So 
for it's all of its faults and it's like weird pricing structure with the season pass and charging for all of its bad DLC. Yeah. At and least you can find some solace in like taking cool pictures. And last week it was on sale for actually like an appropriate price on the PSN mm-hmm. store. It was like, like 15 bucks. And it's like, yeah, that's actually like, you know, like another 15 for like all the DLC. It's mm-hmm. like, that, I think that that's actually like, like investing $60 in it. Like that's something that I couldn't even bring myself to is yeah. like, it's a pretty big Star Wars fan. And um, what what's nice is about like, I'm sort of a, I take pictures at work in real life and you can, you'll miss moments that you want to take pictures of. But like, I think the games give you like a, a reality where you can take your time a little bit more and set mm-hmm. things up a certain way and actually teach you how to like frame things. It'd be really cool to get like an actual photography style game yeah. outside of like Pokemon Snap or something. But mm-hmm. Or another Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. a game that taught you about cinematography or like yeah, composition? Yeah, if, if, if they took like... Like visual composition? Like Pokemon Art Academy where it actually teaches you how to draw <laughs> no, using <yeah>. Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> no, like it, 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 in very rudimentary ways it sure. teaches you how to draw. But like, at all. Um, but if you like kind of took a similar approach to like photography where it's like oh yeah like like teaching about exposure and yeah focus and yeah exactly like in lighting like that, that'd be really that'd be cool yeah that's what i want to talk about star wars the yeah. best part about pokemon art academy is seeing your rival like draw everything horrible yeah <laughs> um okay my hot take uh objectively speaking rogue one is a top three star wars movie so I think we just it, talked last week about how we shouldn't be ranking our Star Wars uh, movies. That was yeah. my hot take. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and so th- this is this me. is in light of yeah, just reflecting on Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that if you kind of take nostalgia and any kind of baggage that you may have with the Star Wars series that, and just looked at the Star Wars movies as films, that Rogue Three or Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies. Sure. Um, I, I, like Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Return of the Jedi is a great film. It's it has its problems from like a filmmaking standpoint, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so do like goes without saying the prequels. Um, but I think also A New Hope and Force Awakens also have a lot of like problems. And not to say that Rogue One isn't, um, a you know, perfect movie or something. Or, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that it's. Like it's got a pretty strong, uh, strong themes and tones that could be associated to current uh, sociopolitical struggles it feels in the world. Very relevant in a lot of ways. Star Wars always. I mean, if you look, yeah. someone tweeted the other day, like in response to negative backlash against the prequels. Actually, it was Ryan Johnson, director of Episode Eight. Yeah, yeah. He was like, someone was like, the prequels are really bad, and someone responded, or he he responded to them saying, or they're a story about a man who whose fear of loss can lead to like fascism. And it's yeah. like, if you look at it through certain lenses, hmm. they're pretty interesting stories. But yeah, no, like I, I think that yeah, if you, you look at Rogue One through a certain perspective, and like Rhodes, you were saying that you thought that people were like kind of like seeing it as some kind of like leftist propaganda. Um, Maybe I think I've heard people on the internet like, like and, boycotting uh, Rogue One because and, and, and aside shows. from the female protagonist yeah. thing, which is just total horseshit. Right. Um, no, I, I think that Rogue One is a just a great film. No that, arguments here. I don't um, think. I agree. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I think that it it belongs in the t- the the upper echelon of Star Wars movies as we hold them dear. Cool, Ryan. Uh, you should write a Star Wars RPG just like me. Um, I picked up the rule books for the Fantasy Flight games, Star Wars RPG for Age of the Rebellion and Edge of the Empire. So um, tabletop RPG. Tabletop RPG, and have been writing a story for my friends. Um, and I've had a lot of fun with it. And if there's something about the Star Wars series that you love or that you wish they would delve into more, I think that you would find that you can write that yourself and actually do a really good job writing it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't run my campaign yet, um, only because we haven't gotten together for it. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the stuff that I've been writing, I'm like, yeah, this is all stuff that I really enjoyed from the movies, from the games I've played, and from the books that I've been reading that um, I want to share that experience with my friends. And so if you're listening to this, (laughs) you probably know what Star Wars is. And as long as you know what Star Wars is, you can definitely write a story about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And also Brian hates C-3PO. That's a fact. (laughs) And I think that's going to do it for us. We've been going for about an hour. Yeah. Uh, We're we're, we're a bunch of hot boys in hot rooms giving hot takes. Yeah, it's a... um, Uh, There's intense lighting in here. There's no windows. (laughs) Nope. 
and there's no there's ventilation. I don't, all I don't know if it's on, but there's a heater right Don't turn the heater on. <laughs> don't do it. Thank so you very much for listening to fans of the genre. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. It's good to see you guys in person. Now get out. Okay, bye. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, please rate this show on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. More importantly, more importantly tell a friend. Uh, Brian just left. Bye, Brian. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at fans of the uh, fans of genre. That's where you can send us questions and feedback. We're also on Facebook um, at facebook.com slash it'll probably fans of genre just to keep it consistent. Yeah. We haven't made it yet. We haven't we're, made it we're yet. We're still not in 2017 when we promised that there would be a Facebook page. Right. So we still have time. We're yeah. Figuring it out. We'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. We will. By Monday, the Rhodes will put second, it in the show notes. Rhodes will put it in the show notes. Rhodes fart. Rhodes fart. That's, wait a minute. I'm going back up to the top of the production top. Who wrote Rhodes Fart here? It was the, the Google Drive ghost. Yeah, it was the ghost. I'm back. Brian's Brian, back. Brian came back. Welcome back, Brian. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. Anything else, guys? Um, we can be found on social media. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Rhodes Clark. At Brian Swanson. At Mikey Swanson. Krieger. Brian T. Swanson. Brian T. Swanson. Ah, and then he, Mikey Krieger. He got you. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and with that... Merry 2017. Oh let's God. hope 2017 is a let's, much better year than 2016. Yeah, let's actively work together to make it a good one. I will. I will. Yeah. Okay. I might. Bye. 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 Should have left you in 2016. I should have left you back in 2016. I should have left you back in 2016. I should have left you back in 2016. Fuck 2016, I'm a boss, I got sauce, now she wanna strip this Man, I made it out the hundreds, I don't count blue things I only drive big wings, all I drive is big wings Hit the studio with your guy for 2016 We gon' leave all the rumors back in 2016 It must suck to be you, got your girls in the next piece Baby girl say she 20, acting like she 16 Leave that fake flexion up in 2016 Down and blitzing all your baby sliding in the Vegas Got a donkey on your baby, can't believe it, ripless Merry Christmas, space, Jimmy, swear I got about Six rings. <laughs> Why the hell you stand in front of me? G go somewhere. Would you lose my number, please? You still out talking about where you gonna be? Need to get some money. I should've left you. I should've left you in 2016. I should've left you back in 2016. I should've left you in 2016. Old ass talking about we go back. You need to go back to whoever I don't give a fuck away. Leave your attitude at the door. Leave your ass to it to do it. I ain't never lay your ass know it. I ain't never lay your ass, I ain't never lay your ass, I ain't never lay your ass know it. Why your ass working that same old tired ass job, name for your ass in way. Now I'm in a show your ass, should've walked by your ass, I ain't tryna find your ass know it. Got too many bodies, you'll throw it. Rest in peace, the great David Bowie.